Good morning, everyone. Good having everyone. We've got several people that are. We have several people that are out this morning, but uh, we thank the Lord for you being with us. I guess it's that time of the year where we're going to take a little time off. We're going to do it during this time. Let me turn my volume thing up here. But uh, we're so glad for you being with us and uh, looking forward to this day. Had a good science school lesson in our class. I'm not sure what all the different classes are, are doing. We, um, we've just started um, in the men's class changing from um, using the, the old literature to some new written literature. And so uh, we're kind of excited about that. And uh, men, how did y'all enjoy, enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it'd be all right if y'all smiled about it too. Y'all. Good. Yeah. All right. I thought it was better than that. He's done good. I think what it was, he must have got on some toes. But anyway, we uh, we appreciate the Lord. He was uh, wives, just for y'all's information. He was uh, talking about marriage. And so it's a good thing, good thing. So we're going to get right on in. Brother Jamie uh, taught the uh, children, young children's class, and so we're going to turn it over to him for them to have their part. Stand up, guys. I'm a little scattered today, so let's see. What do we learn about today? Anybody tell me? Just one thing. We learn about a bunch of things. About God. Being saved. That's that's one of them. We learn about being justified. We were, we were talking about the parable of the ten talents, but I got a little distracted because I've been thinking about believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard that and, and, I, and it just, in my mind, I just think believe, you know, believe he existed and believe, you know, that whatever. But when I, when I got saved, I didn't earn anything. Right. I didn't just start doing good things and God said, yes. God didn't look at me and say, well, I think I'm going to save him because, you know, he's going to be a preacher and he's going to live for me right. and he's going to start living good. He didn't do that. Right. No. He, I believed on him. Yes. I didn't earn anything. Right. I didn't do anything good to deserve anything of, right. any, of being saved right. or justified. When he saved me, I believed on him. I believed that what I was doing was actually really, really a sin. Yes. Because he said it was. Yeah. And that's yeah. believing on him. Because when you believe that he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, that his oh, word right. is the word, the very word yeah. of God. Yeah. You believe everything there is about him. Believe yes. on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. Yes. I didn't earn any of it. I'm not saved because I get up here and I do good things. Yes. I didn't do that. I was saved because I believed. In yes. Right. Yeah. Saved me. I'm sorry. Right. It's, it's, it's been my mind. So we're going to sing a little song about somebody loves me. Somebody cares. When I was in sin, he loved me. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, he really, really yes. loved me. That's right. Well, you know, if, 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 if you come to me and you get saved, then I'll love you. No, no, he was passionately in love with me while yes. I was in my nasty That's right. Yes. That's yes. right. He loved me, brother. And that excites me. Yes. He loves me. 
Yes. He loves me. Not, not, not. This, this is a. He loves me. Yeah. So he really loves. Let's, let's, let's sing that song. Somebody loves me. Somebody cares. Somebody loves me and answers my prayers. Somebody loves me and he is so fine. That somebody, Jesus, and Jesus is my union. Somebody loves me. Somebody cares. Somebody loves me. so glad that it wasn't by our parentage or how much money we had or how much intelligence we had but that salvation was offered to us freely and I appreciate the Lord for that we're going to come to you this morning for the Sunday morning tithe and offering and uh, brother Otis if you will come receive our offering here this morning Lord, we thank you for the good day. We thank you for the privilege you have given us to have salvation, the greatest thing in this world. I love you this day, Lord. I love you good people. And I want to do your will. We pray, Lord, that you bless us today with a good offering. Bless it, sanctify it for your use, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Um, I do appreciate... Teresa and I snuck off for a few days, and we appreciate uh, everyone that kept the fires going and kept everything going during this past week, and uh, we thank you for it. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, but we're just getting at the age. We have to get off some. <laughs> and so, uh, but I appreciate y'all and appreciate all that y'all do. And, um, you know, This world is really changing. Over the last six years or so, our country has really changed. It has been something I could never have imagined. And it's affecting every part of society from the little children all the way up. We need to be praying, folks. Our country needs revival. We don't need to have a siege mentality. Do you know what a siege mentality is? Bolt the doors. Board up the windows. Come in like this. Protect what we got. That siege mentality, most of the time that I ever read about a siege in history, it ended badly. Okay, we're going to need to be offensive for the Lord. Yes. To reach out, right. touch right. hearts and lives. Yeah. Uh, I pointed over, I pointed my wife, I said, look at that sign over there. And it was some woman trying to, I don't even know what she was trying to gain money for. Should I even say it? No. 
But a little little pretty girl, you know, said she'd, uh, uh, anyway, for $20. Basically a type of dance that is an immoral type of dance for $20. Holding a sign up as cars are running by. We need help in our country. We need help in our country. And I do appreciate what God has done for us. And I want to tell you something. God is well able to keep us. But just like uh, Brother Robert uh, was talking about this morning, uh, teaching about this morning, it's up to the husbands, first and foremost, to be over that home. But I'm going to tell you something. Husbands can't do it by themselves. Wives. Wives have got to be involved in it too. And so we, we need to get together. Amen. Husbands and wives. And I do appreciate my, my wife. Teresa, why don't you come on up here and have us a song here this morning. Amen. Thank the Lord. Brother Dodd, stand and testify for us. Yes, amen. Being God's house amongst His people this morning. Yes. Uh, I was thinking some along the same lines uh, this morning from how this whole world is just changing. Yes, it is. It really is. It's, uh, it's you know, just all the, the destructive forces just in our society with the pseudo-race relations, you know, they make us be worse and what I feel it really is, but yet it's still affecting us as a nation. Yeah. Uh, some of the the uh, uh, digital currency, how it's coming about so fast, so soon. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, beloved, it, 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 it's going to be real easy to look at how COVID just just put everybody in one big line, and we just were so quick to uh, to jump into this this COVID mindset. Yeah. And uh, if we're not careful, this thing's going to come upon us or they will be aware of it. And uh, I just pray that God would, uh, I know God's always got a people. Yes. I know there's always men and women that love the Lord God with all their hearts. So I yes. and are not going to bend and not going to back down. Right. And are going to love them even to their death. Yes. And I pray that will be us this morning. Yes. I thank God for saving me. I feel like Jamie a little bit this morning. Just so excited to be saved. Where, where I, I got to walk away scot-free. The dirty sinner. He went through the cross. Thinking the other day, my, my, how great that is. And then to be used by God. And our, our, um, our outreach is turning, to me, you know, it's turning into something just a little different and just kind of a little special to me. We, um, we've been, we preached at, I don't know, 10, 15 different areas um, just this year or fiscal year, last 365 days. But in this past um, year since January, uh, two places that we've been to, just two places we've been to, we go out there, we set up services. We sing, we preach, right? We pray. We want people to get saved. We want people to be changed and different. Yes. Since just this year alone, 
Eight people have died from our services at just two places. Just the Lodge and just at Spruce and Pine. And just these past, what is it, June? What is that, six months? Five, six months? Eight people who's been to our services, not just once or twice, but have continued to come to our services, who have heard the Word of God, who have heard anointed preaching, anointed singing and praying. Eight people are gone and dead from this world. Nine is in the hospital in Atlanta waiting for a heart. He's the ninth, right? I just think, you know, we believe that, yeah, we're in the end of times. I think everybody believes that in the last days, and we have been for a long time. And, uh, and I believe that. But what if this was your last day, right? What if this was our last church service? And, uh, you know, I think uh, about worshiping God. I don't want to, I would hate to leave this world, right, and not having to have worshiped God my hardest and everything I got. I know we hear it say, you know, what if everybody in this church worshiped God just like you? We've heard it before. What if everybody's doing the exact same thing you're doing in our worship? Everybody's worshiping just like you. What kind of church service would we have? But what if we were teaching our children how to worship just by letting them watch you, right? How would our children grow up to worship God? And I want to show them, you know, how to really worship God with spirit and in truth and to get in and to raise them hands up and to shout and to love on Him. And if you feel the need, take a lap or whatever it is that we want to do, but just worship God. I hate, and I do, I really hate it. I hate seeing, you know, a holiness church. And I know how this church can get into worship. I hate seeing a church like ours not do anything sometimes in some services. Just not get in, not worship, not praise God for everything He's done for us. There's a lot of people who claim to be saved, like in different churches, and they're dead. The churches are dead because they're not really saved. A lot of them are claiming it, but we have something so very special here that I know there's so many miracles and so many people who's been brought out from drugs and addictions and, and all these different types of sins. And I know there's really great saved men and women of God here, and we ought to be worshiping a whole lot more than what we do, myself included. There should never be a service that goes by where we don't get in and worship and serve God. So let's do that here today. Let's do it like it is our last day, right? This is the last service we're going to have before we leave this world and meet Jesus. And how how are we going to worship before we do that? Let's get in and worship God for how good He is and for all He's done for us. You know, I was reading today about, uh, about how Jesus was, it's just to add to what he said, not, but Jesus, after he resurrected, he started walking on that Emmaus road, and it said he would have passed by them. He would have passed by them, but they, they began to say, no, come on here with us. No, come on with us. You know, that might be what he's doing here today. He may hover and you say, well, I fed him a little bit, but he would have passed by. But he, why, why not just say, come on, Lord, come on a little closer. Don't you want him to come a little closer? Don't you want to get closer to him? Don't you want him to stay in this service? And what if it is our last service? Do you want him to go on by and go somewhere else and visit somebody else? You say, well, he's omnipresent. Well, yeah, Jesus is. But just about just when he had the time on the amazing road, he would have passed by. I want him to stay, don't you? Yeah. I want him to stay here this
thank you, Jesus. God to direct our every step. We need to be praying about what we do and where we go. How we talk. How we react. What's in our future. And at times, what was in our past. We need to be talking to the Lord and seeking after Him. This has been on my heart for a few weeks now. And so, uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, I'm sorry, chapter 44. Jeremiah chapter 44. And I just want to read just a, just a few verses here. But um, I want, before I read my verses, I want you to recognize that this is where we are in America today. Okay? Right here. Right here. So we'll start in verse 15. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods. And all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt and Pathros, answered Jeremiah saying, listen to this folks, as for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven, to pour out drink offerings unto her as we have done, we and our fathers and our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah. Did you catch that? In Judah. In the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, my heart is very somber here this morning. And Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. And I thank you, Lord, for what you've done for so many others that are even in our midst. But Lord, I worry about souls. Souls that are still going by their own mouths. And Lord, in our church world today, we're in a, a land where it's a making up their own religion, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to be a yeast in this time. Not in the sinful way, but in the good way. That Lord, what you have done for us will be multiplied toward others. And that it will spread and it will overrun the, the buckets. 
Lord, help us, oh God, to reach the lost. And Lord, give us a revival in these last days. And Lord, help us, Lord, to save souls. But Lord, help us first. Help us first to get right what's within our own chest and in our own hearts and our own lives. Come by, anoint us, help us, Lord. Speak through us, Lord. Help me not to speak that of my own, but that which you would have me speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. <clears throat> to me, these are there's a lot of sad scriptures in the uh, in the scriptures. Uh, couple of verses back Judges or Chronicles that says and every man did that which was right in his own eyes sad Jeremiah this whole situation with Jeremiah to me is just like Lord are you trying to discourage the men of God by recording this huh because God had told Jeremiah to prophesy that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was coming and that he was the servant of the Lord and that they were to fall, fall into his hands and follow him, but not to look toward Egypt. Not to go toward Egypt. Huh? And the entire time he's prophesying, he's got these people right here who are saying, we're going to Egypt. We're going to call the Egyptians to come help us. We're going. And Jeremiah says, no, we're not going that way. They say, yes, we're going that way. Huh? Jeremiah, you're you're insurrectionist. No, he's a prophet of God. Well, let's throw that prophet of God in in a pit. Hello, some of these same people right here. Huh? And so. The royalty of Babylon came and asked Jeremiah. They didn't see him as an enemy. They said, Jeremiah, do you want to come to Babylon? He said, no, I would like to stay with the remnant. Huh? Sounds nice, doesn't it? Just stay in Jerusalem, stay in the same place, you know? But then he gets these people right here who he's been preaching to for many years now and they force him to go where he said, don't go. He told them, you know, don't be sacrificing to these false gods. Don't be doing... And you hear what they said? We will not hearken unto thee. Buddy Clayton, years ago, I remember talking to him and he, uh, he said, you know, there's two types of rebellious people. He said, there's those rebellious people that are just like, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. He said, but that's really a small minority of them. He said, the rest of the rebellious people are the folks that when they walk away from you, they think to themselves, I ain't doing that. Right. The sneaky rebellious those who have it in their heart. Those who aren't willing to go God's way. Those who are not willing to, uh, to do things 
Well, Jeremiah is just a man. Just a man. Just a man. Just a man. Huh? Yeah. Just a man. Well, you know, we can hear from God as well as you can, Moses. Hello? You hear what I'm saying? And we're living in a church world today that really sin, well, you know, sin is, uh, you know, sin is murdering somebody or abusing children or something like that. But everything else is all right. It's okay to steal a little bit. You know? Uh, white collar theft. Huh? You know what that means? Taking a ream of paper home without asking permission. Hello? Taking a box of pens home without permission. I preached on this one time in the next, uh, within just a few days, my dad's had several boxes of pens on there. From different folks in my work, uh, you know, white collar crime, stealing, you know. Well, they didn't need that. I'm going to use it, you know. Might as well. Come on. But it's still in the scriptures. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not bear false witness against another person. You know how many times we bring up things about people we don't even know and we don't even know the situation around and we'll talk and make a judgment on things and we've never even been there. We will not hearken unto thee. Huh? And we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our mouth. Huh? Preaching man, I don't care what you're preaching. I don't believe what you're saying. And I'm going to do what I want to do. I could be wrong, but I know that in our movement, we don't have very many crazies anymore. Huh? We used to have some crazies, you know, that, uh, you know, they preach against deodorant. Come on. And uh, they preach against air conditioning. Hello? Did you know there was a group that used to preach against air conditioning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Newfangled stuff, you know. We are not that. Come on. If God wanted us to have air conditioning. Hello? Some of them didn't, they didn't want radios. You know why? Because radios had rock and roll on them. So they must be evil. So everyone get rid of your radios. Huh? Didn't matter that there was a few gospel stations on there you could turn to. You know? Hello? One good brother friend of mine got to preaching against computers. Huh? Did. Until the son said, so dad, you want to get rid of all the computers? He said, I sure do. He said, well, help me pull your refrigerator out. (laughs) He looked at him like, what? 
yeah, there's a computer in there. Let me pull that computer out. Because there's a computer in there. Hello? Let me go to your car and pull your computer. Folks, don't pull the computer out of your car. Don't do it. And so there have been a lot of crazy things gone in the past. Some serious crazy stuff where preachers, and I guess it still goes on, maybe I hear about it in the Catholic Church, but you know, abusing people like that, but I really don't know of any that are like that, personally. Okay? I don't think any of you know any that are like that, personally. And so, I said that to say this. If God tells them something, they might need to listen. Huh? They're not just, you know, contrary to what the devil tells you, the devil's not using me to keep you from having fun on earth. Hello? The devil's not speaking through me to try to keep you from doing what you really want to do. A lot of times it's the Lord showing the pastor a little bit farther down the road than you're looking at. Looking at situations in your life right now, thinking, not working now, how's that going to work farther down the road? You know? And so, I am just a man. But I want to tell you something. I've been called. I've been called to bring forth the word. Yes. And I'm going to have to give an account for your souls. Why didn't you tell them? The Lord, I told them some other things and they wouldn't listen to me. Huh? Lord, I tried to tell them, but they, hello? But this is not just here. This is across our country. We're having a civil war within the churches right now. We're having a civil war even though there's not that much blood being shed. There's still blood being shed in our country. And basically, it is the spirit of people who are I know some of y'all get tired of hearing the word rebellious. Huh? Rebellious. These people rebellious. You know why people are rebellious? Because they're self-centered. It's about me. We are in the me generation. It's about how I feel. It's about what I want. It's about where I want to go in life. It's about my dreams. America says you can be anything. Well, America might say that, but God may say something different. Yeah, Yeah. 
And these people also are without God. Brother Robert, I appreciate him mentioning that verse in his teaching this morning about whenever our wives, we're at conflict with our wives, it hinders our prayers. There are things in our life that will hinder your prayers. And so, uh, but a lot of times people don't even recognize why they don't, why they're not getting closer to God. Yes. They don't understand the misery that they're in and why it's happening to them. And it's, it's like, well, it's because you're heading down this road and you're not turning. I guess we'll figure out if you love me today or not. Okay. Here in these verses here, they were bold to tell Jeremiah what they thought. Yeah. We will not hearken unto you. Yeah. We will not do that. But Jeff, do you think I'm saved? I've had a lot of people ask me that. And I answer them, I don't know, are you? Huh? You get a lot of different answers. Huh? I pray the Lord save me. All right. But it's these others. I'm not sure. Hello? Do you know that, Todd? There are some people, they, they don't know for sure if they are or not. Huh? I don't know. They're in doubt. Well, I can tell you, if you're in doubt, you need to find a place to pray until you're not in doubt. Amen. Uh, until you have that assurance of the Spirit, that Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we are a child of God. Amen. The Lord will give us that assurance and we'll look to Him. He's promised it. And uh, the other thing too is, you know, and I don't like talking about formulas and stuff like that, but Brother Jamie mentioned some of it, you know, this morning. He said, if you do this... I'll do that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, I've seen them pray, and I just don't really know. Huh? I remember the first time I prayed at the Holiness Church, in the Holiness Church, and I was sincere from my heart, asking God to save me. I got up. I didn't have any tears. But I can tell you, a week later, I realized I haven't cussed in over a week. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Huh? Tears did come. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, tears are kind of hard for a man. They're not easy for a man. It takes a while for a man to to get in touch with his feelings. Okay? I'm not talking about sissified. Okay? But real men have emotions. Real men feel. Real men are not stoic. Amen. They have feelings. They laugh. They can cry. Amen. They get angry sometimes. Hello? In the right way. Got to stay sanctified. Genesis 11 and 4. And they said, go to... In other words, hurry up. Let's go. Let us build us a city and a tower 
whose top may reach unto heavens and let us make us a name. I want to be famous. I want to be known. I want people to know who I am. These are the things that are just the same way as we will not hearken unto thee. Can I tell you, as a Christian, we cannot steal the glory from the Lord. There's nothing about us that is worthy. There's nothing about us that is of any uh, uh, fit for anything. But only through Him. And only by Him living in us and living through us. And so, here, these people, they want to make a name for themselves. They're they're, they're past that, um, you know... I'll be honest with you, this type stuff here, and I'm not preaching against it, I'm just saying you got to be careful with some things that involve it. I still don't get essential oils, folks. I'm sorry. I know a minister's daughter who's very famous and people from all over the country call to get certain vitamins and certain natural ingredients to take for their different ailments and all that. I'm not against vitamins. I take a handful of them myself. Okay? Huh? I'm not against them. Just be careful that things don't drag you into something else. Amen. Uh, You know, there's a witchcraft, and then they got white witchcraft. They're all of the devil. Okay? And so you got to be careful about these type things. And so this uh, pouring out, making these breads for this queen of heaven, for this person, you know, that's out there. Folks, it's a false god. Don't you worship that false god. That's what the old timers used to say about televisions. Huh? You always had to bow down to turn the thing on. You remember that? Now they put them up, you know, so anyway. Be careful what you would get attached to. Be careful what you believe. Be careful what you allow. You know, we are sponges. We are influenced by this outside world. I know as holiness, being sanctified, set apart, amen, the old timers uh, uh, would talk part of that sanctification is we're not influenced by the styles and the modes of this world. I don't hear that being preached much anymore. No. Oh, well, this is a style. Huh? Better be careful. I'm really talking about this rebellion. You know, for all the good things our schools do right now, teach right now, some of the things that they don't teach real well is definitions of words. Or maybe they taught it and you forgot it by the next test. I don't know. That may be it. Huh? Is it 
from a teacher back there. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> the word rebel. Huh? Do you remember what the definition of it is? It is a person who refuses allegiance to, resist, or raise, rise, raises arms against the government or ruler of his or her country. To rebel. To rebel. A person, there's another definition, a person who resists any authority, control, or tradition. I'm against traditions. Oh, if you really research the word traditions, you find out it's talking about a gift. It's been given to you. Traditions. The adjective, oh, that was the noun. The adjective, rebellious, defiant. Or relating to rebels. As a verb, to reject, resist, or to raise in arms against one's government or ruler. To resist, to raise against some authority, control, or tradition. To show or feel under repugnance. Is under, like you know, a person rebels against, you know, running over a cat or something. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are we rebelling? Did you know we're not supposed to rebel? As Christians, we, we've gotten into a social theology and a social teaching. And you know, there was a point in time when I was younger that as Christians, we weren't involved in government. We really weren't. But my generation, Brother Robert's generation, some other generations said we need to be involved. But you know what? I'm afraid in some cases we've gone too far. To the place now, we're part of the rebels. Hello? I don't like that law. Wait a minute. Did you just hear what you said? Law. It's on the books. Huh? Laws are generally given to protect some um, what, what do you call it? Protect a, a weak part of our country. And I, can I tell you, the more we deny rights to Muslims and these others, the greater the chance of them coming after us and taking our rights from us. That's why the Lord said for us to be peaceable. Huh? I've determined I don't like politics anymore. I'm only interested in the gospel. Hello? Gospel. Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that's going to save our country right now. And it's not going to come through the halls of Congress. And it will not come through uh, some kind of political mode. It's going to come through the church. But first, the church has got to get right. 
We've got to get to the place where Amen. we're not rebellious. Amen. All right, folks. Appreciate y'all coming out and preaching out here, but y'all need to move along. Move along. Talking about the policeman talking to you. I know my rights. It's not right. Okay. Don't be rebellious. When we as church leaders promote rebellion against the government, you know what the end effect is? We get rebellion against the ministry. Against the church leaders. It has this effect. And so... We are, we are in a terrible state in America. We're in a terrible state in a lot of churches. I really, now I'm sorry, but I think we got a pretty good church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really do. But you know what? I want us to keep a good church. Yeah. Um. I was studying out this, these scriptures and there was a lot there. Just a few things I want to read. I'm sorry I'm preaching so slow. I like that rattle-tat-tat-tat type preaching. huh? But uh, I, that's not the way I'm preaching this morning. Uh, a, in a commentary by Joseph Sut, Sutliff, I picked out a few uh, sayings that he had written down in there. Talk about traits of the rebellious. He said, they were wicked by habit. They were superstitious by principle. They were hardened by judgments. Don't let wickedness become your habit. Don't let superstition hinder you from doing the right thing. And can I tell you something? Learn by your mistakes. I'm going to tell you something. I never liked a single whooping my mama gave to me. And she could put it on me. But I'll tell you what, later on in time, I appreciated every one of them. And realized there was probably a bunch of them I should have got. She just didn't catch me, Brother Dodd. He also said, here is the issue of infidel principles and of disregarding the word of the Lord. Here is the termination of a hardened and impious career. Thus some men are given up to a spirit which hurries them into every sin and ultimately to destruction as a swine which run down a steep place and perish in a lake. He also said, when men have attained, listen to this, when men have obtained a certain crisis of impiety, they will defend their wicked ways by arguments drawn from partial views of providence. Let me read that again. When men have obtained a certain crisis of impiety, 
In other words, not living before the Lord, right? They will defend their wicked ways by arguments drawn from partial views of providence. Yes. There are times God will open stuff up for you and you'll be surprised. You're just swept into what God wants you to do. But then there are other times when we get a willful heart in something, we'll point to certain things and say, yeah, but the Lord said this and the Lord did this. Be careful that you have not already hardened your heart against what God's trying to tell you and go on your own way. He also said, a most illustrious prophets who dare to tell an infidel um, age the most terrific truths of God, their melting hearts had cried in vain, Oh, do not this abominable thing. That one's talking about Jeremiah. He preached his whole life to a generation that went away from God. You might say, there was no bright spots in his life. Oh, yes, there were bright spots. Daniel was a bright spot. Huh? Um, Ezekiel was a bright spot. Amen. The three Hebrew children were a bright spot. You read over in Daniel, it was basically when he discerned about the 70 weeks. Who talked about the 70 weeks? Jeremiah. Woo! Not all will go the wrong way. But we have got to make up our mind. I'm going to go the right way. When I started our ministry, there was portions of folks that said, oh, he's just going off on his own. What a lot of people didn't realize is that I had gone back to my pastor and I told him, I said, I think I'll just come and sit. Sit here under you. Till you tell me. Huh? Hello? You know what he told me? He shook his head. He said, you've got to go. He said, God's got a call on your life. And what you're doing is right. You need to go. That was hard for me to hear. Because things that had been said by others was different than that. It was hard for me to hear because I made him mad my pastor, by turning in my license. Huh? You might say, well, you need a license. Well, when you study what a license is, a license is a piece of paper to give you permission for whatever the license is for. The license is for you to be able to drive. You're getting permission by the state. But you see, I didn't get called by my pastor. And I didn't get called by my mom and my daddy. And I didn't get called by my wife. My wife, she didn't want me to be a preacher. Huh? Now she pushes me. Huh? 
You see, the Lord licensed my work. Amen. He called me. He's the one I take my orders from. Don't be rebellious, people. Oh, brother Jeff, he's on his he's on his hobby horse again. Doesn't he know I can control this? He never did in the past. Yeah, you do good for a first week or two. Hello. I've had people come to me, Brother Jeff, do I need to move closer to the church or farther away from the church? I didn't have to pray about that one, Brother Dodd. <laughs> closer. Closer. There have been several times they went the other direction. Don't be rebellious. Amen. Amen. We may disagree. But at the end of the day, I'm for you. I want you to make it. And generally the things that I'm... You know what that is? That's one of them scouring stones. Trying to take that hard stuff off the bowl. You know what I'm talking about, huh? I'm scouring you, trying to get you polished up so that you can, you can bring a reflection of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Come on, Teresa, get, get me out of this. Um, as many of you know, at one point in my life, I was 335 pounds. I, I tried to lose weight. I tried to lose weight. But you know some of the things that got me the worst? And it wasn't my church people that did it. It was when I'd go out and knock on doors. You know Jesus? Yeah, I know Jesus. And I'm looking and they're drunk and all. You try to go say something to them. And they said, don't you talk to me. You're a glutton. I had that happen several times. For the time. I can tell you, with me, we can all, we can get away easy. Let me tell you a little secret. I think Jesus was on the heavy side too. You never accuse a skinny man of being a glutton. Hello? There are things things we need to learn things we need to get under our belt so that we can present the gospel toward others.
Brother Don, Father, remember, you remember Brother Don Rich talking about them preachers that said uh, about him taking his tie off before he quit wearing his tie? Yeah. They said, uh, Brother Don, when you walk back and forth on the pulpit, he said, you know, you really don't need to be doing that. He said, people don't, they don't look at you real good. And he said, and whenever you take your jacket off or take your tie off, he said, that's not good either. He said, you know, people are watching you. And uh, when you do that, they just, you know, they're not watching like they do. He said, thank you. He said, what else can I get taken off so people won't see me, but they'll see Jesus? Amen. Folks, Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. He wants us to yield ourselves to Him. Huh? I'm trying to finish. Best definition of yielding that I could ever come up with was putting a Hershey kiss on the hood of a black car in 90 degree weather. become so squishy it's yielded it's yielded into whatever mold you make it we need to be yielded to the Lord we need to be yielded unto his ways not my ways if you're one of those that says, yeah, the Lord says turn the other cheek, but He didn't say what to do afterwards, you're not yielding to what He said. You're going the wrong direction. You're not reading the Word right. He says to yield. Yield unto Him. You know the reason? I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things about our government I don't like. I wish I could go out there with a, huh? Do you know why I don't? Because I realize that my government has been put there by the Lord. Huh? Don't call a policeman a pig. He's not a pig. If we didn't have police, where would we be at? I know this is terrible preaching. Absolutely terrible preaching. But I want us to get to the place where we are fully yielded to the Lord. If He wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and rolls you out of bed, are you willing to do that? Or do you say, not tonight, Lord. How about tomorrow? But there's something about it, it's just not the same. Lord ever tell you go here, go there, do this? Huh? No, Lord, they won't receive me. Better obey God. Better obey God. 
I don't want any type of kick against the Lord. <clears throat> what was the name of that horse you owned? point him to go when he got led he went right where you led him to you could put a little baby on top of him he's not going to kick he's not going to snort he's not going to do nothing he's dead broke God's wanting us to be dead broke Peter was dead broke all that you know eat eat and he said, no, Lord, I never define myself. He said, what I call clean, don't you call unclean. Amen. And for him to go down them steps and go to Cornelius' house, yeah. Yeah. dead broke. Yeah. We need to be dead broke. Yes. That's the right way. Not to be rebellious, but to be dead broke. I apologize for preaching so long. Let's gather around this altar. Don't think about somebody else. Oh, they're so... What, what's the kick in you? Where am I at?